Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, and we got a lot of ground to cover, as always, in the fastest 60 minutes in radio. We're going to help you divide the rage from the reason. We're going to slow the news down a little bit and help you make the news make sense today, hopefully, by the time we're done. A lot of ground to cover, uh, obviously, as uh, the nation continues to rocket forward on a host of things. Impeachment is in the rearview mirror. The fallout is not. Uh, still seems to be swirling around just a little bit. Uh, Democrats had a debate on Friday and will be voting in New Hampshire uh, tomorrow. That will tell us a, a lot about what's coming up. And so we're going to cover that uh, wall to wall today. We'll have uh, Scott Rasmussen, uh, independent pollster, joining us at 1120 today. Uh, to talk about uh, what is actually coming. Uh, and there's some really important things to, to look at. I, I know everyone's kind of hyperventilating on uh, what's going on and who won Iowa or who didn't won Iowa. Uh, just in the last couple of minutes, uh, I've been notified that uh, the Sanders campaign has filed a partial challenge in Iowa as it relates to the outcome there last week. Of course, that was a lot of chaos and commotion in terms of a, an app that failed Sounds like it was much more than the app that failed. There were uh, a lot of other uh, irregularities taking place. Uh, in the end, I don't know that it's going to matter a whole lot. You had uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg, who won in terms of the delegate count, uh, so he got 14 delegates. Remember, the magic number, 1,990, uh, if you're going to win on the first ballot. And uh, so there's a long, long, long ways to go. And uh, Bernie Sanders was just two delegates behind him coming out of Iowa. Now we go to New Hampshire, where uh, Bernie Sanders will clearly have an advantage. And it, it's really interesting. Uh, you have seen a little bit of a bump in the polls with Amy Klobuchar, the uh, final uh, poll coming out before the New Hampshire primary. Uh, she jumped up to third, 14 percent, just ahead of Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren, who are both at 12 percent. Uh, but we're going to break this down uh, in in depth here in our next segment with Scott Rasmussen because I I think this is going to be a very different uh, primary for the Democrats. Uh, although everyone should remember that uh, President Bill Clinton lost both Iowa and New Hampshire on his road to the White House, uh, so it's not that those those two states uh, have to carry everything. But the, but the big issue the big issue in those states is momentum. Uh, and the conversation. I think the biggest challenge for Joe Biden uh, is not really that he's taking fourth in Iowa and he may he may even take fifth tomorrow in New Hampshire. And it may not matter at all. Uh, currently in South Carolina, he is up big. He's up 13 points on the next closest competitor. And guess who the next closest competitor is? Tom Steyer. <laughs> Uh, who hasn't appeared anywhere. Uh, also, with for all the talk of Pete Buttigieg, you know where Pete Buttigieg is in South Carolina? 
Uh, he is rocking a robust 5%, just barely outside of the margin of error. So he could just barely be uh, registering there in South Carolina. And then, of course, you have Nevada. And the thing that we really have to keep our eye on as it relates to this is Super Tuesday, of which Utah is a part. Now, we, we've seen a, a lot of commercials for Mayor Bloomberg here in the Beehive State, and I think we'll see even more in the coming days. And it's interesting, the uh, the betting folks still have uh, the mayor, Mayor Bloomberg, who hasn't really competed in any of the primaries or any of the debates thus far. He's, he's second choice in terms of who is the most likely, if you were betting, uh, you'd bet on him to, to be the nominee. So... Uh, so there's a lot of things yet to come, and uh, I look forward to getting uh, our uh, take from Scott Rasmussen here on this as uh, as we roll through the the morning. A couple of things we're keeping our eye on for you today. Uh, we uh, just in the last hour, the Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, his uh, campaign for governor, uh, just announced that they have delivered uh, their signatures uh, to get on the primary ballot. Now that's significant uh, for this reason. It is significant uh, that they they got, uh, according to their release, uh, 29,365 signatures. 28,000 is the magic number that you have to get to get on the primary ballot for the governor's race. Uh, the lieutenant governor's wife, Abby, did the uh, delivery for the campaign there. She took, a, took it all in. But the thing that's most significant to me in this announcement is not that they were able to get the signatures. It's that they did it without hiring an outside firm. They did this all volunteer. Now, we saw that work uh, for the uh, tax uh, proposal, the tax uh, amendment. Uh, so it can be done. It used to be that you just kind of forked over the money and said, hey, we're just going to have to go pay for it because it's, I mean, it is a hard, difficult, challenging process. So the fact that the, uh, the lieutenant governor was able to do that with an all-volunteer army uh, over 500 volunteers uh, from 18 to 92 years of age, they say, uh, were out there knocking doors or getting people to sign uh, to get him on the ballot. Uh, and so this is, again, from a political standpoint, set aside who you're going to vote for or who you're leaning towards at this point in the program. Uh, this is significant because if he's got over 500 people who were able to get out there and collect t- over 29,000 signatures, uh, that. Uh, signals to me a, a level of support that's that's meaningful, that's significant, that's going to have to be uh, battled by some of the other candidates out there as they move forward. So, uh, again, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, his campaign for governor is first in, first to submit their signatures to get their name on the Republican primary ballot. And remember, the Republican primary is going to be June 30th. This is a late, late uh, primary for the uh, for the nominees this year, uh, and so organization matters. Uh, this is not one you can do a flyover. This is not the one who has the most money and who can buy the most ads, because you are going to have to get people out to vote, or you're going to have to get people to take that ballot off of their kitchen table or out of their mailbox, fill it out, and send it in in June. When most people are thinking about anything but politics, most people are thinking about graduations. Uh, camps, family reunions, and vacations. And and so I think this will be very similar to what we saw in the uh, Salt Lake uh, mayor primary this past year, where you had uh, someone way ahead in the polls uh, and yet finished third uh, in the actual voting. 
because it's about organization. It's strategy, structure, disciplines, getting people out to actually cast their ballot. And I think that's how this governor's race is going to play out again, late June primary. Uh, but we know one name uh, that will be on the ballot. That will be uh, the current lieutenant governor, Spencer Cox. All right, a couple other things we're keeping our, our eye on. Uh, one other thing I guess we'll mention on the governor's race uh, was announced uh, on Friday of last week that uh, former governor John Huntsman Jr. Uh, named Mayor Kafusi as his running mate, his lieutenant governor candidate uh, for the ticket uh, rolling in. So this is an interesting trend. Uh, you had Thomas Wright uh, go out early with uh, current Congressman Rob Bishop as his running mate. Uh, now we have uh, Mayor Kafusi, Mayor of Provo, joining John Huntsman Jr. as part of that ticket. It'll be interesting to see what the other campaigns do in response, uh, but we will follow along there. Also, just uh, one other note, uh, during our last segment today, the president released his budget uh, today, $4.7 trillion. And uh, we're going to talk about that because that, my friends, I don't care what your politics are, That's a problem for the country. We'll talk about it coming up. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we'll be joined by independent pollster Scott Rasmussen. Don't miss it. Lots to say about New Hampshire, lots to say about Utah, right here on KSL News Radio.